27. Uh, right now I'm wrapping up my master's in city planning. I'll graduate in three weeks from recording. I'll have graduated when this goes live, which is very exciting. Um, <clears throat> I work full-time as a grocery store manager. Um, my trichotillomania story. Um, well, I feel like a lot of us, we kind of started in elsewhere in the family of uh, the BFRBs. I've been a nail biter since I had teeth. I didn't start pulling until right around my 13th birthday. So over half my life now, I realized when I turned 26 that that was like, all right, halfway, I guess we're just going above 50% from now on. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, so 14 years, started pulling uh, my eyelashes. That's still like my primary pull spot. And then it's just kind of been just a, I'll use the word journey. It's been a journey since. Mm-hmm. So when you first started at 13, do you like remember that moment of when you kind of had that like, oh, I want to do this behavior again? Uh, not like the very initial moment. Uh, I just remember like I was sitting in some class in my middle school. I don't even remember. And just like being bored out of my mind and just kind of like going like, oh, like that, like kind of feels interesting like it feels bad but like it feels good and like when I first started I had all of the resources all of the eyelashes available to me so it was kind of very easy to just be like oh yeah 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 like little dopamine hit after little dopamine hit oh yeah I eyelashes for me are also the hardest I um hadn't pulled them for like 10 years and then the pandemic I pulled them where no one would notice. That's what I should say. I, I still would like kind of fixate on like a little gap or something. But um, when the pandemic hit, whew, I mean, full, completely gone again. And I'm still actively working on trying to grow them back. It's, it's so tough. They're, they are my favorite spot. They're the ones I want to pull the most. I'm amazed that you went 10 years. I, the longest I've ever sort of gone was a few months. So yeah, I don't even I don't even know like how to uh, what attributed to that really because I said I still pulled a little bit just like the gaps were so small and then I still pulled the hair and everything. Um, but yeah, I just I remember being like, wow, it's been this long and then oops, there there they go again. But that's what trick does, you know, ups and downs all the time. Um, when did you find out there was a name for trichotillomania? I think I was probably. I want to say about 15, um, having a, having greater access to the internet really. Cause I think like just about everybody, I thought I was like the only person on earth with this, you know, tragic affliction. Um, like my, my parents had never heard of anything like this. Um, none of my friends, were, you know, the, my close friends that knew about it. So, uh, a, a year or two in, I think. Mm-hmm. How did you feel knowing like, oh, wait, there's a name for this? Uh, it was a huge, um, like, it's just a huge sense of relief. Like, oh, there are other people. It's not common, but I'm not alone. Mm -hmm. 
Did have you ever met anyone in real life that also has trick? Yes. Um, Jessica, who was on the show, she's the reason that I found your account and found the show. Um, she was the first person I met in real life and she, she mentioned me on her episode. She reached out when her episode went live and she was like, I just wanted you to know that like I mentioned you, not by name, but just to mention you. And I was the, the girl in high school who just like asked her to her face if she had it. And like, never, I, I kind of feel embarrassed that that was how bold I was, but like, I, I noticed behavior in her. We were in the same Spanish class. We were a grade apart, but we were in the same Spanish class. And I, I noticed that she would do what I did. And I was like, I think, I think. Oh my gosh. I, my mind is blown. Like, that's so cool. I'm so excited that this is happening. Oh my gosh. Wow. That's so, well, listen, kudos to you for going up because in my life, I've seen people who I'm like, oh, you might have trick like me. And I've never asked and I regretted it. I regretted not doing it. Well, that's the one time I did it. And the one time I guess that there was, um, I guess it worked out is the way to say it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That is really fantastic. Um, when you first started pulling your parents, you said, you mentioned they like knew that they knew about, they didn't really know what it was. Right. Mm -hmm. So how did that go kind of navigating, you know, them trying to be your parents and help you, you know, kind of solve this problem i think a lot of parents are like let me fix this for you how did that how did that go for you guys yeah definitely they wanted to fix uh i'm an only child so like both of them were just like what is she doing all the time um which is fine um when i was you know younger they would try all these strategies to stop me from biting my nails and so they kind of tried to do the same thing like but i was a teenager so like a little more modified like oh if you don't pull, we, we can do this. They're like, you can get that. Uh, but it was mostly just like, my mom was not too happy because I wanted to start wearing makeup to cover it. And she was like, oh, but you're so young. And my dad was like, you just need to stop. That's all. Mm -hmm. You just have to stop. And I was like, okay. Uh, and then I think I was 15 and I started uh, seeing a psychiatrist and a therapist uh, partially because I think I, I did get like an anxiety diagnosis at that time, but I think a lot of it was just like being a 15 year old and like navigating life at that age is so difficult. Uh, so like the reason I started going was to see if there was a, something I could do or take to stop pulling, but, um, that was not ultimately successful in that regard. Although I do think that like therapy is good and I'm really glad that they like started me on that journey too. Mm-hmm. Did they know what trick was or did you have to kind of educate the therapist and psychiatrist on it? Um, the therapist and psychiatrist knew what it was. Mm, so that was nice. Cool. That is good. Did they give you any um, like tips that you either found like successful at the time or things that you still kind of use to this day? Uh, no. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. The psychiatrist, I had two uh one after like one and then a different one and the first one like you know sometimes you just don't jive with doctors like you just personalities clash and i was also a teenager so it's like you just don't need to be seeing teenagers mm -hmm. and then the next one you know he was like you know physical activity and like all these things to like you know keep distracted and i think there's that's probably like the closest thing is distractions physical activity is good for everything obviously mm -hmm. um 
in terms of like modified behaviors, nothing that really was useful to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I remember being a teenager trying a, like a different cocktail of medicine and um yeah i still pulled throughout the whole thing so i was like i'm just gonna not do this like we're gonna get off all these pills yeah it was so many like random drugs and like i had like a prescription like shampoo for what for why i don't even know um the first psychiatrist that i didn't jive was jive with was really like a pill pusher like try this try this try that and I stayed on an antidepressant for six or seven years, which was fine, but it didn't like make a difference in my trick. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot, I think just like when people first tell their parents, it's like, we'll fix this right away. Um, I think similarly to trying like medicine and things, it's like, oh, take this and we'll see how it goes. And it's like, well, wait a minute, but there might, it might not work and there might be all these other things i don't know if i should be heavily medicated at 16 or 17 years old like let's uh let's take a step back there um when you first started pulling did people around you notice and like ask you questions about it or were you kind of able to uh kind of go under the radar with it um my best friend at the time <clears throat> we were really close we lived like a block away from each other uh and so we spent like all our time together and she noticed um nobody else though pretty quickly my mom was like she chilled out with like the makeup thing i was like mom i'm going to junior high calm down uh so like i just kind of started wearing eyeliner from that point and it honestly still works like people are like oh my god i had no idea and i'm like if you looked at my eyes i'm not complaining that you didn't notice but if you looked at my eyes it's pretty obvious <laughs> mm-hmm yeah i would always be nervous about like the side profile like if, yes. if you know in class like at the desk i'm thinking like oh my gosh like, do not look because then you'll see because i would wear like the heavy eye makeup um but yeah what about um so when your friend asked you like brought it up how did you feel like how what did you feel inside what was your response to her um i think it was just kind of like yeah i i do it i don't really know why I don't never heard of it it just kind of started um she was uh also like I also am like a skin picker sort I think a lot of us are I think more people if they knew that was a thing would identify as a skin picker and so she I think she was the first one that kind of lumped that category together for me um so it was just kind of like eh, whatever just a thing that you do mm -hmm. yeah um have you ever told anyone and received a negative reaction from them? Um, I haven't told anybody and received a negative response at first. Uh, I did have a previous long-term partner that I lived with who got weird about it uh, until I, I told them it had a name. Like when I go into it, I don't use the name because nobody knows what it is, uh, which is fine. Um, and so I just, you know, I tell people kind of the same thing, like, yeah, I just pull my hair out, mostly my eyelashes, sometimes my eyebrows, sometimes my scalp. That's all I do. Um, and 99% of people are like, cool, whatever, cool, fine, doesn't matter. That is the only acceptable response, in my opinion, is you just should not care. <laughs> um, but this, this previous partner, they 
were weird about it until I told them it had a name. And then I think that because it was like medical somehow, they calmed down for a while. But then when they would notice me pulling, they were like, you're hurting yourself. Like you need to stop. And like, I didn't much care for that. Um, again, I think the only appropriate response is to just not, not care, like offer support if it's requested, but I'm not going to be the sort of person to ask for that sort of thing, nor do I want it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Interesting that they would assume that we're hurting ourselves. Like that's. Hmm. And I remember what I, what I told them specifically was I may be slightly more likely to get something in my eye, but, but okay. <laughs> if I got mm -hmm. something really bad in my eye, the eyelashes wouldn't have stopped it. <laughs> Right, right, right. Because, hmm. you know, when I first was diagnosed with TRIC, I remember that at the time, like the scientists or whoever, they were, they thought it was a, a form of self-harm. Like they lumped me in with like cutting and stuff. Um, oh, and then no. Now they, oh, no. Yeah. So that was a lot of like the work, like the verb or like the words that they would use is like the pain and the hurt. And I'm thinking like, this feels good. Like, I mean, it's not, and I'm not doing it to inflict pain. Like, no, people, you know, it's a whole different thing. So I'm happy now that they know that, you know, they're separate things, but yeah, that just like brought me back to that moment. I'm like, okay, yeah, I've heard that before. You know, <laughs> it's such a frustrating rhetoric because like you said, we, we do it because it feels good. And if there is some minute part of my brain chemistry that thinks it feels good, I think that's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I definitely, I, I definitely agree with you there. Um, we talked about, you know, you not wanting, you know, people call it an accountability partner, um, and how your partner was like, "Oh, you're hurting yourself. You should stop doing that." Have you always been, you know, like, let me, you know, this is a, a personal thing to me. Like, I don't want to be like kind of like watched or clocked. Or have you tried having people like tell you when you're pulling, and you just you're like, "Meh." Um, I think my my friend that I mentioned from middle school, we at one point tried to have like a little thing in our chemistry class where like if I saw her picking, I would like throw a pencil at her. <clears throat> and if she saw me pulling, she would like, uh, like, you know, poke me or something. But our teacher was like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> like you're distracting class, which like is totally valid and was very true. Um, not outside of that, though, especially as I've gotten older, I just I, I think it's a very personal thing. Um, it's just a thing that I do sometimes and I don't want, I don't want anybody to, to notice it or honestly, it's nobody's business to give a shit about it. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like that. I felt, I felt similar kind of, um, tried, I, I would, I was kind of coached by my, one of my first therapists, like you should tell someone so that, you know, you can, they can point it out to you. Cause I was like lying and saying, I didn't know when I was doing it, but like, Oh, I also lied about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Definitely not me consciously in the mirror with tweezers. Oh, I'm so absent-minded. I don't even notice. <laughs> yep. Yep. That that was like right away. Not me. Who? Who is it? <laughs> not me. <laughs> I'm cracking up. Yeah. And I would, uh, I told her and then I just never pulled in front of her again. I just did it by, in private, you know, like I would just... No, I'm not going to, I don't want you to tell me what I'm doing. I already know. Um, so you have, you, you bite your nails and you have pull and you have, and you skin pick. Is there, 
do you notice that when you are um, kind of like more focused on one of them? So like if you're pulling more frequently, do you kind of lay back with the skin picking and the nail biting or do, are they kind of simultaneous? How does that go for you? Um, I don't, I haven't noticed like a direct relationship. I've had uh, acrylic nails for a little over a year now, and that is the only thing that has ever stopped the nail biting. Uh, I think mm. if my parents knew that when I was 10, I would have had them since then. Uh, mm -hmm. It's an expensive habit, but it works. <laughs> um, oh, sorry about her. That's okay. <laughs> um, she's very enthusiastic all the time. Um, the, the skin picking has... I've, I've noticed that it's kind of calmed down as I've gotten older, honestly, with my pulling as well. Uh, I used to have a, like a really big scalp spot um, that has like mostly grown back now. Uh, I do. My hair does fall this way. So like this is the place to go. Uh, so but not like a direct like one or the other. Mm -hmm. I um, I notice if I'm for some reason, if I touch my hair and like, I get the sensation, like the, like a little ding, like this feel, you know, this is good for you, like a good root or whatever. Then I, I'll leave my eyelashes alone. It's, it's almost like they'll grow back in and then I'll take them all up and then my hair will grow back in. It's kind of like a back and forth. Mm -hmm. Um, so are there locations in your house or anywhere that you know are going to be triggering for you like you'll pull a lot there um i don't know if triggering is quite the right word but i always have pulled in the bathroom because i need a mirror um mm -hmm. with eyelashes it's like a it's like a detail job like mm -hmm. you you need tweezers a lot of the time um Honestly, for me at this point, pulling my eyelashes, it almost feels like, you know, when you pluck the parts of your eyebrows you don't want, mm -hmm. it kind of feels like that for me. So like when I see something start to grow in, like it's too short for me to pull with my fingers. Now that I have acrylics on, you can't use them at all. Um, so it's, it's definitely like, I'm not going to pull anywhere about my bathroom. Mm -hmm. Are you someone that has tried, you know, if you, if you were to cur try to curb the pulling, are you someone who like will throw the tweezer away or you're like, I need my tweezers. They're not going anywhere. Uh, when I was a teenager, my therapist was like, you should freeze the tweezers in a glass of water and a glass of water. And so then I just had like this, you know, ice cube with tweezers. in it. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I, that didn't work. And so now I'm just like, it's easier for me to not fight that because as I'm sure, you know, when eyelashes start to grow, they poke, and uh, that poking feeling is just like the worst thing in the whole world. Nothing is going to bother me more. I have tweezers in my car because sometimes you get you get that little feeling and then it's like I cannot exist my whole day like this. Mm -hmm. And and tweezers to me help because they are precise. Mm -hmm. And I don't <clears throat> if I have an eyelash that's poking out a, a different way and I try to get it with my fingers and I end up pulling out half of my eyelashes. Well, yes. What the heck? It's this like cruel juxtaposition of a positive and a negative tool, but having access to it, I think is worth more mm -hmm. just for my <clears throat> better mental well-being. Oh, I agree. Yeah. I'm, I'm team tweezers all the, always like I must like we they're near me. If they're not near me, even if I don't want to use them, just knowing they're around, I'm like, nice. Okay.
make me feel comfortable. My security um, users. Exactly. I think I even made a TikTok about that. Like, you know, like they have the sound. It was like, oh, I'm not doing that. I, there was something. And I was like, this is my comfort tool. Like, this is my, literally my security features. I love that. <laughs> um, do you pull from any other places besides lashes and scalp? Like anywhere else on your body? Um, mostly just uh, my eyelashes and my eyebrows. The eyebrows are are cursed. Uh, usually that's how I can tell if I'm like particularly stressed. Uh, if I get like a zit in my eyebrows, oh my God, game over for that part of them for a while. It's like, sorry guys, this isn't my fault. I mean, it is, but like the pimple came, you gotta go. Everybody in the area has gotta go. Um, mm -hmm. I, uh, I'm getting gray hairs now, 27, not happy about it. Uh, it's normal. And so that's mm -hmm. difficult because as there are more of those, it makes me pull out of my scalp. And I really try to avoid it because it did cause me a big issue when I was younger, when I had this like very substantial gap. So mostly uh, eyelashes, a little bit eyebrows, a minimal scalp until the grays are worse. And then I don't know what I'm going to do. Dye my hair forever, I think. <laughs> and they, they really feel different. And they are different. I couldn't believe, like, I, I have mine in a bag, not to be weird, but I'm like, oh, my first grade. That's fantastic. Put it right in this bag, dated it and everything, because I was like, wait a minute. I looked in the mirror, saw a glisten from somewhere, and I'm like, no. And it's hard, but you know what's interesting to me is that people who get gray hairs will pull their gray hair out. And, and I'm it's like, that's socially, it's socially acceptable to pull your gray hairs out, and it's socially acceptable to pluck your eyebrows. And I remember when I was a teenager in therapy saying, this is stupid that if I just like go too far in, then it's a problem. Mm -hmm. But I guess, you know, technically the problem is that it feels good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, that like self-soothing, trying to find things that, but the, the problem with, you know, doctors and all the medical people who try to help with trick, which is like, so, you know, great. Thank you for trying. Um, and thank you for researching, you know, all those good things. Mm -hmm. Um, there is no like substitute for the way that this makes me feel like mm -hmm. no matter what you try, like there it's, it might work for a few days, but at the end of the day, what's going to make me feel this way, pulling my own hair out, not mm -hmm. the baby doll, you know, things like that. Like there's not, there's, I, my personal belief is like, I want to learn how to feel good about myself, even if I have missing lashes and bald spots and all those things. Cause I don't think I'll ever not have trick. I agree completely. Uh, I know at this point that it's just something that I'm going to have and it's the least interesting thing about any of us. Hmm. I think it's so important to have a community and feel seen and feel heard, but there are so many more interesting things about both of us. I love that. That's awesome. When did you get to that point of just like, I'm accepting it and, you know, let's do this? Um, I think like senior year of high school-ish. Uh, that was when I had like a really rough uh, bald spot right on my, right on the front of my scalp. So I had like the worst side curtain bangs to try to cover that. And it was like very obvious. And I remember I got to a point that I was just like, fuck this completely. Like, and I'm so sorry, this is a clean podcast and you have to edit that out. Um, I, and I was, uh, 
I don't think I would do this now because I'm trying to be um, like less active on social media. But when I was 18, I, I remember I, I took a picture in the middle of class of this bald spot on my head and posted like, this is what I do. And that's fine. And I remember I had people that I went to school with that I did not know did this that messaged me on Facebook like that day. And they were like, oh my gosh, thank you for saying this. And I was like, oh, this is, there's more than just me and Jessica in this world. Mm -hmm. uh, and so that was, that was really uh, cathartic, I think. I wish I went to your school because <laughs> I was out here hiding, like very much hiding. Oh, I wish that. Oh no, I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, this is good. This is good. No, I, um. Wow, that's so, and you just were like, fuck it. <laughs> like, every, everybody has their shit. Like, this is just my shit. And it doesn't really matter, but, like, it's still mm -hmm. part of who I am, ultimately. And that's fine. That's so cool. Yeah. I I eventually got there. But, wow. I, I, just, I sometimes do wonder, like, well, how life would have been different for me, like, if I was just like, fuck it, here I am. This is what I do. Now I'm like that, but before I wasn't. And I wonder if things would be much different for me. Hmm. Probably. What are some things that you do for self-care? Um, laying in my bed doing nothing. Uh, being a grad student with a full-time job uh, is kind of the worst. So I, if I can just do not a damn thing, uh, I have a heated blanket, turn the heated blanket on cuddle with the dog, uh, watch TikToks for three hours, and then like fall in and out of sleep is my favorite thing to do. Um, and then that one psychiatrist that was like physical exercise, I was like, damn it, you were right. Uh, I started doing my 10,000 steps a day like six years ago. Uh, have not stopped unless I'm very sick for the last six years. So nothing and moving are, are it. I love that. I love that. When you're working on school, um, do you notice that like, you know, if you have the pen or the pencil in one hand, the other hand's kind of, um, like kind of scanning to see if it's going to pull, how do you manage that? Well, um, since I'm an eyelash puller and I 99% of the time leave the house with eyeliner on, that's kind of a good block there for the other hand. I mean, I always have eyeliner in my bag because you never know and you need to have it. Um, Sometimes, uh, I remember when I was getting my bachelor's, I had like a class that was stressful for some reason. I don't even remember what it was. And so I would kind of graze through, but school hasn't really impacted it too much. So when you find yourself, you know, pulling, actively pulling, is there, are there ways that you kind of snap yourself out of it? Or do you let yourself, you know, pull until you feel finished? Uh, usually I let myself pull until I feel finished. Um, every so often, uh, I, I'll go after what I call an unreasonable target. Since I'm an eyelash and an eyebrow puller, uh, like I can see them really well. So I go for like the shorter ones that are growing in and sometimes, sometimes they're just not ready yet. You can't grab them yet. Uh, so then I have to like try to find a way to pull myself out of it before I like do actually like kind of hurt my skin a little bit. Uh, sometimes I can tell if I've, got, if I've got a little overboard, I'll wake up with like a puffy eye the next day. So sometimes I just kind of remind myself like, 
it's just going to be easy if you wait until tomorrow and it's like half a millimeter longer. So just trying to kind of bring back to like, you can get this one later, but it's okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Have you had moments where you're pulling and you pull an eyelash and it really hurts? Like your eye starts to water? Yeah, it's the best thing ever. Uh, <laughs> which anybody listening who is, who might not actively, you know, engage in this behavior is going to be like, what the hell? That makes no sense. But when you get like, uh, like a juicy root on there, there's no better feeling in this world. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Can you tell um, by the length of the lash and like how it looks, what kind of root it will be? <laughs> Sometimes um, if, if the lash itself is thicker, the root is usually better. Uh, like, so kind of like in the middle and then like on the corners where they're like thinner. I don't even mess with those sometimes. It's just like, oh, it's not even worth it. Like if I'm going to do this behavior, I'm going to make it worth it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, are you top and bottom lash or just yes. top? Uh, mo well, mostly top because the bottom ones grow in so like less thick and slower. But like when they, when they pop up, eventually we get around to it. Mm -hmm. Nice. Um, so tell me, what advice would you have for someone who has trick? They kind of just came to terms with it. Want to be more open about it? Um, I would tell like a trusted friend, somebody that you have like a ninety nine point nine percent chance of like them. They're going to be cool with it. Um, and if they're not, then you just don't need that friend. But um, just having like somebody that you can, that you can tell about it and kind of just be like, you know, this is just, this is this thing I do. Uh, I wanted to be open about it, you know, working on my, my journey. That's kind of how it was, uh, with my friend in the seventh grade. Uh, we were also 13. So like, I feel like 13 year olds are judgmental, but it's like a different kind of judgmental. So I knew she wasn't going to give a shit. She's busy being her kind of 13. Um, and so that that did a lot for me just to like have somebody out there that knew even if it was just one person outside of like my parents mm -hmm. and what advice would you give to parents um who have children with trick um well i don't have children so i, I i'm sure that my advice would be a little different if maybe i did but i would say just don't be pushy about it unless it's like destroying your child's life, which it absolutely does for some people. And, and that's an experience that I haven't exactly had. Um, I haven't been like a full scalp puller and I've seen people that, you know, have and like how difficult that is for them. So I can only speak from my experience of being more localized and in a way that's more easy to I don't want to say more easy to hide because we shouldn't have to hide anything, but my, my version is less noticeable and less um, like physically detrimental, I think. And so I would say in that case for parents to just kind of like respect your child's like almost like boundaries and personal space and let them kind of do what they need to do. And then maybe like just be actively involved in their lives and know if they need additional support and like what they're willing to do. Like mine wanted me to go to a doctor and a therapist long before I agreed to go, but at least they, they didn't like make me go before I was ready. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think I think that's you know amazing advice. I know just from my experience, you know, my parents were like, "We are fixing this." You know, I can help you because they want to because they love you, right? Mm-hmm. And um, it does feel it kind of adds more stress when that becomes the only conversation you want to have is my pulling. Yes. And I'm like, no, please, anything else, actually. Hey, we'll talk about anything else, please. Because then I was stressed about the pulling and stressed about them noticing that I was pulling. And then that made me want to do it more because I was stressed about it. So we, we got through it, but it took a couple years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, it's um, you know, it's not the worst thing about you, the most interesting thing. You know, I love that you had said that earlier. It's so true. There are so many other things that we can focus on. And yes, this might seem abnormal to you, but it's like so much more common if we just talked about it more, maybe more people would come out and say, because like on Google and stuff, if you search trick, it says it's, it's like fairly common. I think it says, and it's like, you know, 2% of the population. And I'm thinking those are the people that admitted it. How many more people just don't admit it or don't even know? That I I had never thought about that. I was already thinking two percent. Like whoa, like that is so many more than I would have thought. I mean, like when I when I told you that I like essentially almost came out to my entire high school that I have this, and I got like three people out of a thousand. That's less than two percent. So I was thinking two percent was great, you know, representation wise. I guess understanding wise, but yeah, that's a good. It's probably more. Hmm. Yeah, I'm just, it makes me excited because I'm like, come on out, let us know, you know, let's see us in movies and stuff. Um, have you ever read a book or like watched TV or, or um, a movie that had a character with Trick in it or any BFRB really? Um, I don't think so. Uh, honestly, I'm sure for me to even notice it, it would have to be Trick specifically. Like, I don't think I would put the pieces together, honestly, because I kind of zone out when I watch stuff, but uh, I did see your Instagram post about House of Dragon, and I thought that mm. was really cool. Thanks. Yeah, that um, I've seen like a few things happen like on TV and you know movies and stuff, and it's so strange because like you're watching and you're enjoying, and then it's like you know <clears throat> you like zoom in, you're like wait a minute, like something's going off in my brain. I recognize that. That's familiar. It's, it's interesting. And I I would wonder how like other people would respond to that kind of like you know my my story with jessica is i noticed that she did it because i was familiar with those behaviors so like how is somebody that isn't in this world going to view that piece of media where like people like us are like representation this is great <laughs> and they might just are like Meh, whatever mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah when um you know in like back in the day when i first started my parents were watching sopranos and we had just kind of learned all together about trick like you know we're learning as a family because no one knew anything about it um and one of the characters like a side character pulls her hair and my parents were even like oh my god you know they would have never noticed it before but they now had this uh you know moment of oh that's what my daughter does oh my gosh like wow it's on tv it's real you know it's it was really cool and how did how did you feel in that moment did you feel kind of seen in a way I did, you know, I, um, I think it was a little like dramatic the way that she did it. She like pulled like, it looked like a hair extension. She like pulled her hair and it was like this big chunk came out. So I was like, okay, it's not like that, but it felt cool to, um, 
yeah, to be able to be seen because besides that, um, there was like a True Life episode and like MTV True Life, like a lot of the, you know, the shows, reality shows back in the day. I mean, they would really kind of make fun of these people, uh, make it really dramatic, kind of like, kind of like mocking them. So it, it felt, I felt like bad watching that because they would like make sounds when she would pull, like, like to to say what the hair sounded like coming out. It was just kind of like, you know, a shock factor. So to see this, just like a regular girl here, I was like, okay, we're getting better. We're happy with this. Like, this is not as uh, scary and like jump scare as uh, the other one. I feel like there's just been a huge shift in like how we treat people in the last, I mean, even 10 years, but 15 for sure. Like um, the, that, there's that TLC show, My Strange Addiction um which is not my favorite but they are respectful mostly mm -hmm. yeah and it's it's um it's a tough thing because i you know i always very scared to share even after seeing things on tv you know and i think i you know i, I talk about amy schumer all the time her her new show um life and beth she mentions trick and shows trick and has trick and the re the reaction i had when watching her show like made me cry and was excited to share about it versus like the the mtv one i didn't really want to share it it kind of was embarrassing almost because the way that they portrayed this disorder i'm like oh my gosh i don't want it i still don't want to tell people but i think now the way that amy did it um it makes you want to say like here it is because it's gentle and it tells it in a truer way because she actually has it versus someone who's like let's just make good good tv for people to like gasp at yeah i think it's um yeah i think that's really important to show like that it's it's not this like vicious violent aggressive thing and i think that was definitely something that like i've had people in my life kind of be like whoa like this is like you're you're violent you're hurting yourself like my former partner but like it's it's not that and it's it's just not something that they might be able to understand. But again, this is not the most important thing about any of us, and that's okay. <laughs>